Father, speak through your servant and bless your people as I minister under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Today, let your word, the entrance of your word, give light and give understanding to the simple. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. So today, my sermon is more of a testimony. So I'll be sharing a testimonial sermon. So we call it a testimonial sermon. It's more of a kind of a testimony. So it is titled, The Titi of a Manifesto. The 12 resolutions God used to raise me from the ashes. The 12 resolutions God used to raise me from the ashes. And I need you to follow carefully and let's celebrate. Are we cutting birthday for the Mayborns? So there's a birthday cake for the Mayborns. We'll cut it next week. Oh, oh, okay. We'll cut it next week. Okay. So, First Samuel, First Samuel chapter two and the verse eight. First Samuel chapter two and the verse eight. Uh, at two o'clock tomorrow in the afternoon, I'll be hosting a number of my friends on a program dubbed Sociality Affair, and uh, we'll be tracing our our roots and how, God, how far God has brought us. But the anchor scripture for that conversation is also our anchor scripture for this morning's sermon. First Samuel chapter 2 and the verse 8. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He sees them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. This is my story. But in God lifting me from the ashes and helping me to inherit the throne of honor, I have learned some lessons. Right from the beginning of my relationship with God, this scripture spoke to me. I have come from a very poor background and I have said to the Lord, Father, lift me. And in that prayer, the Lord communicated to me 12 things I must do. So the 12 things I did that God used to lift me is what I want to share with you. I believe that if you take them and you keep them and you use them, by next year when I'm sharing my testimony on my birthday, you will also have a testimony to share. If you are the one I'm talking to, let your amen be louder. So you need to be speaking to the birthday boy. When I say hallelujah, uh, your amen should sound louder than mine. Amen. amen. Mine is still louder than yours. <laughs> okay, so number one, number one, company, company, company. I resolved from the very early stage of my ministry that I will watch who becomes my friend. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and the verse 33, the Bible says that do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. I've shared here that there are three things that determine your appeal. Your appearance, because man looks at the outward appearance. So it's important. Your achievements, because 
your results determines your respect and your attitude because God looks at the heart which is at the center of everything in terms of character develop, development so you need to build character you need to develop good character you need to build good name to become successful and to do that you have to choose your company you cannot disagree with the bible and become successful the bible is straightforward on this bad company corrupts good character so i chose my friends very well three things i use and i continue to use to measure my friends i ask three questions if i want to make a friend does his or her life exalt christ jesus two does his life or her life edifies the saved does his life or her life evangelizes the lost because if your life exalts Christ Jesus, you will help me become like Christ. If your life edifies the saved, you will help me become a better Christian and serve the Lord. If your life evangelizes the lost, you will help me obey the great commission. That we should go out and preach the gospel. So these are the three things I check when I'm building relationships. When somebody is entering into my social circles. These are the three things I check. And I have done these things. I was a young Christian. At the age of 14. Up to this time at 53. I have watched. Who gets into my company. And I'm very particular about it. It was one of the reasons. Why. I married mommy. I saw that thing. I saw that her life was exalting Christ Jesus. Her life was edifying the saved. And the life was evangelizing the lost. I said, this is the woman I want to marry. This is the woman I want to marry. And it's been an amazing journey for us. Amen. The next is contemplation contemplation because i knew that i will eventually become what i allowed to occupy my mind so right from the beginning of my life i chose who i listened to i chose what i read and i chose what i watched proverbs 23 verse 7 says for as he thinketh in his heart so is he so three key things I did that has helped me. I chose who I listened to. Who I listened to. I chose it. I can tell what you will become. If I sit in your car. And I, you put on your radio. And I hear the music you are playing. Or the program you are listening to. If I walk to your house and your TV is on. And I see what you are watching. If I come to your library and I see a group, the kind of books that you have, I don't need to be a prophet to predict your future. Who you listen to, who informs you, 
determines the choices you make. The choices you make determines your decisions. And your decisions determine your success or failure in life. So be careful who informs you. Be careful what informs you. Be careful who you listen to. And I can confidently say that people who have sat under me, listening to me over a period of time, can see that they have gotten better, not better. Are you here with me? Listening to the right men of God, listening to the right public speakers, listening to people who will not only inform you, but will also inspire you. Amen. The third thing I did for God to raise me is circumcision. Circumcision. Because I knew that God looks at the heart. Right from my, the beginning of my relationship with God, I knew that God will consistently look at my heart. So I chose the circumcision of the heart. Deuteronomy 30 and the verse 6 from the King James Version. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart and the Lord thy, and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul that thou mayest live. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. You see, I'm a lover of God because my heart is circumcised. God, my heart is circumcised. How is the heart circumcised? First, you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Secondly, you build consistent relationship with God. And thirdly, you decide that it does not matter how difficult a command from God's word is, you will obey it. I have come this far. Because of these things I am teaching you. Take them. For those of you who are not writing after this, go back to Facebook, watch it again, make notes, live with it, take these terms, and I tell you it will work for you. If I came here to tell you that I miss one spoon of water with one with a half a quarter spoon of salt. And I drank it. And a certain sickness got cured. And you have the same sickness. Wouldn't you do the same thing? You would do it to get cured. If you don't do it, it is arrogance. If you don't do it, you, are, you have a problem in celebrating people's success. If you don't do it, you are a foolish person. If you don't do it, God did not create you. Why not follow a winning formula? I am sharing with you a winning formula. That is why I support Chelsea. I don't even understand why people will see the color blue and choose red devils. Okay, let me go on. Let me go on. Let me, let me go on. Let, let me just go on. Let me go on, let me go on. Let me go. Number four, number four. The fourth thing I did for God to raise me 
from the ashes. The fourth thing I did was my conversation. 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 I resolved to listen before I answer. Because I know that my, answer, my response in life can reposition me. One of the reasons why I sit on the sea among the princes and I sit on the throne of Anna among great men. One of the reasons why I walk on the corridors of power is because I know how to listen. I am patient in listening before I answer. Before I answer. Because in listening, you learn. In listening, you, you learn. In Proverbs 18 and the verse 13, listen before you answer. If you don't, you are being stupid and insulting. Listen before you answer. I told you when I was on the National Peace Council, I was the youngest person on the National Peace Council. And I still believe that I've been the youngest to be appointed on the National Peace Council. I used to keep quiet. I used to take notes. I used to observe. I used to see. Because, I mean, I was... I, on the board was a former attorney general in Kwame Nkrumah's time. I was, I was, I don't think I was born. Well, I wasn't born. My mother is here. My mother is a woman. Yeah, woman. <laughs> 1950, I was born 1968. So somebody who was an attorney general at the time you were not born sits on the same board with you because God has exalted you. That is not where you go and do pam pam and to know. That is where you listen. That's where you listen. That's where you listen. And when I listen and I listen and I listen, and then finally, so, Titi Ofer, you haven't spoken. But when I'm speaking, I speak from the wisdom I've gathered from all of them. And in most cases, they say, that is a brilliant idea. So what were you waiting for? I was waiting for all of you to finish. So that I can learn from everything you have said. The one day, one of them came to an event I was hosting. I filled the whole national theater great people have gathered the late Roll, uh, chairman uh, Rawlings was dead, wife was dead I mean almost everybody that mattered in Ghana was dead he turned to my wife and said so your husband is a big man like this and he doesn't talk when it comes to meeting bigness is in what? how you answer and how you answer is determined by how you listen Listen more, talk less, and God will raise you. Are you here? Are you here? Colossians 4 verse 6. Colossians 4 verse 6. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Seasoned with salt. So that you may know how to answer everyone. Your conversation should be full of grace. It should be pleasant. The words of your mouth should be pleasant. It should carry a certain amount of dignity. It should carry a certain amount of value. Not the least in what but them, what Jimmy, who I am, do you know who I am, who said you are? <laughs> you, you, you understand? I have never seen anybody won a battle with argument before. You win it with wisdom. You win it with gracious speech. Your words should be seasoned with salt. Should be seasoned with salt. When you speak, people's life change. 
are you here with me choose your words very well let me tell you this if you insult at the least provocation you run people down at the least provocation you are not wise god cannot trust you with the corridors of power and authority so that you may know how to answer everyone every human being not all people deserve the same answer different people deserve different answers and right from the beginning i knew i also knew that my words would create my world so i was very careful what i say and i've been careful what i say because it will create my world god created the whole world by his words and you create your world by your words i also knew that words are so powerful that it can ensnare you right from the beginning of my walk with the lord one prayer have i prayed lord season my words with salt teach me how to speak teach me how to answer teach me how to answer it was an answer to pharaoh's problem that brought promotion to to joseph teach me how to answer are you here with me this is the prayer you must pray life is a question the answer you give determines your success or failure if you are hearing me say amen if we are loving it, say amen. amen. Number five, competence. Competence. Because I knew that it is only my gift that will make room for me. Proverbs 18, 16. King James Version. A man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. A man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. I said when I was doing the World Spring of Wisdom series that life is full of open doors with long queues and closed doors with keys. If you don't have keys in life, you join the long queue so that it will get your turn. But if you have keys in life, you go and there are doors you can open and your gifts. The talent God has placed in the inside of you is your gift. It's your gift. Recently, I had a call to serve on a certain board. I couldn't take it because I'm so busy. Then I had a call from the same agency again, offering me another appointment. I still couldn't take it because I'm so busy. So busy at this time. But in future, I will take it. Then they booked appointments, the government agency, to come and see me, to try to convince me. I still said, if the purpose of your visit is to convince me to take the appointment, it's not going to be possible because I'm so busy. Your gift will open doors for you. 
So discover what God has placed in the inside of you. The greatest discovery that makes a man prosperous is not the discovery of oil, not the discovery of gold, not the discovery of national resources. It, do you know what natural resources? Do you know what will make you rich? It's the discovery of the wealth creation ability that God has put in the inside of you. It is lying in the inside of you. The place, the place there's no worthy place better than the inside of you discover it develop it dignify it and dispense it and you'll be exalted and god will lift you and you will be exalted and god will lift you let me give you a picture let me give you a picture you see this is the way god did us you know soldiers probably not from here let's let's still use the, the american um, military is the is the strongest in the world isn't it when, when parachutes, I don't know how they call them. So let's say parachutes. The America is going to a war. They are coming to war with Ghana. God forbid. Um, where would we pass? Where would we go? So let's say they are coming to a war with Ghana. And they come here. They may fly their soldiers above. And then with parachute release them. Once you are release and you are parachuting down in addition to your parachute it's also your backpack inside your backpack are knives medicines uh, water cutler everything you can suspense to cook and everything and they tell you that wherever you land you are equipped to survive so as we leave you to go if you land in the forest in the forest where there are there are only snakes kill them and eat them don't let them kill you come back home alive so it's they give you survivor kits that's how god created us it doesn't matter where you landed it doesn't matter you landed in ghana somebody landed in america somebody landed in in uk somebody landed in germany even in ghana somebody landed in uh, somebody landed in Krofrum, somebody landed in Bukum, somebody landed in Trazako Valley. You are all giving survivor kits. I'm telling you, as I'm talking to you now, there may be a child who was born this morning, the parents live in Trazako Valley. You will assume that that child is blessed forever. He may grow up and become a drug addict. The, the same day today this morning another child is born somewhere in a village without electricity without water you will need a plant pantoum you will need something to a canoe to cross to that village that child was born at home delivered on the ground they lie on bare ground that child will never wear pampas that child will never drink uh do you still have sma gold head gold cover the way kevin has drunk this thing eh and uh and all that child will never that child would never that child would never get all these opportunities but i can tell you that child may grow up and become a president while somebody born in a crowd will not so what you will become is not where you were born but what was placed in the inside of you before you were born right from and i knew that if i if i build my competence I knew that Joseph said 
Pharaoh because of competence. David served Saul because of confidence. And if I build my competence, God will lift me. And that was my focus. So throughout my journey, I have consistently and continuously improved on my performance in life. Are you here with me? Number six, consecration. Consecration. Because I knew that without holiness, you can't see God. I knew that if I wanted God to work in my life, if I wanted God to bless me, if I wanted to see God in my marriage, I wanted to see God in the church I pastor, I wanted to see God in the west of my hands, I have to be holy. Without holiness, you can never see God. There are three withouts in the book of Hebrews. Without holiness, you can't see God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. These three weights without changed my life. One of them, without holiness, no one can see God. Proverbs Second uh, Timothy 2 verse 22. Look at this. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Right from the onset of my life, of my Christian life, from Ata Baby Shian, Ata Baby House, Nadabraka, um, Awuza Gono, opposite the mosque, living in a small, um, probably 12 by 12 or 14 by 14 room with my mother and my siblings with only one window on sealed room where you can see cats chasing. <laughs> rats or mats in the whilst you are sleeping where one night a crab was pulling my sister's toe he thought and is in our room in our room we when i met mommy when i met mommy the first night on our wedding night we we're going to sleep and she put up the light i said why have you put up the light she said ah but you want to sleep in light i said yeah we sleep in light he said no we sleep with light off because throughout my whole life Wherever we have lived, there are ants, spiders. So my mother usually slept less in the night. She always had light on, looking at whether some ants is going to bite the child, killing them, and all those things. That is how I grew up. When I became born again, I knew that my only chance of succeeding was to build a stronger relationship with God. And one of the things I did was to be, was to make sure I consecrate my life to him. I consecrate my life to him. I consecrate my life to him. Sisters and brothers who are singing in the choir, who are praying in the prayer warriors department, who are doing the sound, who are doing the videos who are seated in the front row who are in the pr and other things i can tell you no matter what you do for the lord if you do not consecrate yourself to him if you do not consecrate yourself to him you will not see him because without holiness you can't see god you will see him here on earth at work in your life and you will never see him in heaven because you will go to hell most of you here are young and that is why i chose this scripture because this is a scripture that helped me navigate the evil world of my time flee from the evil desires of youth 
and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. I married mommy as a virgin. Did I have sexual um, um, temptations? Yes, I did. What did I do? I flew the evil desires of youth. Did I get anybody tempting me to steal? Yes, I, I was tempted. But I flew the evil desires of youth. That is what kept me alive. That is what, that is what has kept me here. And if one day I will become president of this country, this is what will keep me. <laughs> I, I, are you here? I have seen God done things and, and following these principles. And I want to urge you. I want to encourage you. I want to call on you on the day before my, um, my birthday. I'm sharing a testimonial sermon. I'm sharing my testimony and I'm putting my testimony in a sermon. And I want you to pick it, learn it, walk by it, live with it, build it, and it will help you. My son, Kobe, shared his testimony. Amazing. If you watch Kobe, he's not even dresses like me. When I wear boo-boo and hat, he will go and wear some. When I wear bow tie and suit, he will wear some. Recently, like two Sundays, I wore long um, flying ties. Today, he's in flying tie. When he was leading the choir, I was just telling mommy that, do you know that the suit I just changed this morning had the same color with Kobe's suit? We would have worn the same suit this morning. He's not just following me. He has caught my spirit. He's caught my spirit. He's caught my spirit. He's caught my spirit. Are you here with me? Seven, concentration. Concentration. Focus. Focus. Because my father told me a story. My father told me a story. And he was always re-preaching re re his sermons to me. And my father's sermons were full of stories. Unfortunately, the sermons were not recorded that time. But a few sermons my father shared with me that he preached had a very interesting story. In this case, he said there was a village. The fastest runner in that village was called Talata. Talata. And Talata was supposed to run with someone. And the king, it was a king's birthday. And they were supposed to do athletics. And so um, Atlanta and someone was supposed to run. And they knew that Atlanta would by all means win. So the person devised a strategy. So Atlanta told the person, go ahead. You go ahead. I am giving you a pole position. Let's run. And the person got gold uh, um, balls, gold coins, very bright ones. As the person was running, he was dropping it. Anytime Atlanta saw that, he got distracted. Went for it. Wow! I've gotten a gold. And then he will go see one and pick. By the time he realized she's been beaten. The record is held for so many years. He's beaten to eight because of distraction. Because of what? Because there was no focus. Form of us, our speed in life is so retarded. Our velocity is so slow. Because we are not focused. Everything attracts us. Everything gains our attention. The people I even pity are the people that gossips gain their attention. Everybody's marital matter, you know. Everybody's house matter in this church, you know. 
you are the headquarters of gossip. It won't help you. Listen, I chose the gospel over gossip. Gospel is spreading good news. Gossip is spreading bad news. It would distract you. When you come to a church like this, the focus is on Jesus. If the pastor is not teaching Jesus, if the pastor's life is not exalting Christ Jesus, walk out of the church. But whoever decides to do whatever he wants to do, it is none of your business. Focus on this Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our faith. <laughs> Listen, Proverbs 4 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. What you are looking for is ahead. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Let your eyes look straight ahead and fix your gaze directly before you. Let me repeat my popular statement I make here. Take O, take O's to stand for opportunity. How many O's are there in the word yesterday? No O in the word yesterday because there are no opportunities in the past. How many O's are there in the word today? One, because there are only few opportunities today. But how many O's are there in the word tomorrow? Three, because there are more opportunities ahead of you. Please look ahead to those opportunities. Stay focused. Stay focused in life. Stay focused in life. Stay focused in life. Don't be distracted by stories, by politics. Some of you, Facebook has distracted you so much, you are going to fail your exams. Some of you, false prophets, have taken your eyes off the Lord. Some of, some of you, it is the church, not Christ. You love your church, not Christ. You love your pastor, not Christ. One day a pastor came here and said, let's celebrate your bishop. And when we went home, he said, your people didn't celebrate you with enough energy. I said, yes, because I have taught them not to celebrate me. I have taught them to celebrate Jesus. If you have said, let's clap for Jesus, the sound would have been different. The sound would have been different. Honestly, honestly, I don't, I'm not excited. And I think they should stop about, oh, our daddy is in the house. Let's welcome him. <laughs> Let's welcome our daddy. Let's welcome our mommy. It, it is not part of church. It is not part of it. <laughs> Are you here? I am one of the worshippers. It's only when I come here, I become a bishop. But whilst I'm there, I am one of the worshippers. <laughs> so focus on the Lord in, in everything you do see whether you find Jesus in it this work I'm doing where is Jesus in it this words I'm saying where is Jesus in it he is the author and the finisher of your faith he is the alpha and the omega he gives you a beginning and ensures that he finishes with you whatever he starts he finishes it focus on him Focus on him. Focus on him. Eight. Cognition. 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 Cognition.
because I knew that knowledge is important, wisdom is important, understanding is important. Proverbs 24 verse 3, through wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established and by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. These three things that form cognition, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Look at what it does. Look at what it does. Through wisdom, a house is built. You build your life with wisdom. You build your business with wisdom. You build your family with wisdom. You build your children with wisdom. You build your husband with wisdom. You build your wife with wisdom. You build your career with wisdom. And what is wisdom? It's the fear of the Lord. That divine wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Is the fear of the Lord. It is not the wisdom man gives that builds, but it's the wisdom that God gives. That divine wisdom, the one Solomon asked from the Lord, ask him if you like you lack it. I knew right from the beginning that it would take wisdom for me to build a winsome life. It would take wisdom for me to even choose a team that will win the Champions League. I am not implying anything. Yes. And by understanding, it is established. I knew that if I get wisdom, if I get wisdom, if I get divine wisdom, I will get a deeper understanding in life. And guess what? When I started getting wisdom, the Lord said, the entrance of my word gives life and gives understanding to the simple. He said, if you want to be stabilized in life, let my word give you understanding. Spend time in reading. Recently, I took Kevin to my library and showed him the book I, I read three times. It's called The Wilmington's Guide to the Bible. Big book like this. I told him, son, as a young pastor, when I just married your mother, I read Wilmington's Guide to the Bible end to end three times. Now he's taking it to his room. He's taking to his troop. The entrance of his word given life and give it understanding to the simple. And give it understanding to the simple. Every year, every year, every year I decide I must finish reading the entire Bible before the year ends. On my phone, on my laptop, on my iPad, everywhere I meet the Bible, I must read it. The entrance of his word given life. And give it understanding to the simple. I made a vow to the Lord. I will not preach a sermon that is less than two months old in my spirit. I must study that sermon and preach it to myself. And it must stay in my spirit before I preach it. I must practice it. See the efficacy of it before I preach it. I study God's word. I practice it and I preach it. Please. Please, it is not anybody who can pastor you. Okay, let me put it this way. People, most pastors can pastor you. But it's not every pastor that can help you make heaven. You are not looking for the person that will just make you effective here, but can also let you make heaven. Now here, by knowledge, by knowledge, 
the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Wow. So I decided these three things. I will seek knowledge. I will get understanding. I will get wisdom. So first, I will pray to God for wisdom. I will study his word for understanding. And I will go to school for knowledge. And when I put all together, I will build a strong and unshakable life. And it has worked for me. Do it, you can. Number nine, collaboration. Number nine, collaboration. I decided not to walk alone. Not to walk alone. I decided not to walk alone. I decided to build a social capital. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9. Two are better than one. Because they have a good return for their labor. Good return for their labor. Yesterday I I had a governing council meeting for our university. Sitting down there and talking to vice chancellors of other government universities in the meeting talking to top academicians and the kind of things i learned was amazing all my friends are wiser than me older than me more skillful than me if every if you are better than everybody around you you don't have self-confidence and you are not wise and you will not amount to anything make it a conscious effort to befriend people who know things you don't know so that you can learn from them. This issue of you not being able to stand those who are better than you is witchcraft. This thing of criticizing every successful person is witchcraft. This thing of celebrating the downfall of anyone who is more successful than you and vindicating as if a successful person's failure vindicates your failure i told you you were comparing me your husband to that man have you heard that they have seized his bank have you heard that he stole money have you heard that you did this why is somebody's failure your success and why is somebody's success your failure Please don't compare, don't compete, collaborate. Successful people don't compare, they don't compete, they collaborate. Are you here with me? One man walked into a lecture hall, he was coming to teach a strategy at London School of Economics. The first statement he made was that the best way to compete is not to compete. What are you talking about? Where I come from, the best way to compete is to compete. The best way to compete is not to compete. Because in your attempt to compete with someone, you are distracted, you lose your strategy, you lose your focus, you lose your everything. And now, now you are no longer you. You want to be the person. And you can't be the person. So you end up becoming, you are not, you are not bread, you are not cake, you are not, you are not biscuits. You have become banned for the same. Uh, do you know banned for the same? You, you don't know. Let me not try to explain it. You have become banned for the same. 
So my children come to me and say, Daddy, now we can speak she. We can say, okay, let's go, let's go. Then they say a few things. Then no, you tell me, tell me things, and I will, I will explain to you. So I said, Emo, oh, rice. Bayre, oh, oh, um, yam. And then I, I keep mentioning, then I go, bam, for busy. Ah, Daddy, what is that? Somehow, you think you understand she? Go to Kumasi, leave there small. So please, look for people you can collaborate with and build that. Listen, you are running this small shop, selling kinky. And he said, I don't want anybody to come here. Let me do it alone. That sister also fries fried fish. The two of you come together, you will sell more kinky. You will sell more kinky. Stop envying people. Stop envying people's success. It's the success you celebrate that you get. The success you don't celebrate, you don't get. Stop being critical. Stop looking at what somebody did wrong. And start focusing on what they are doing right. It will help you. Don't be a police officer of people's behaviors. Don't be a police officer of people's performance. Please, I beg you, focus on yourself a little, develop yourself, and now look for somebody you can build, collaborate with, and become better. An unknown person composes a nice song. And knows that people don't buy songs because it is nice. They buy songs because of who sang it, and whose name is in it, on it. So they go and pay money to a more popular songwriter, song, a singer. It is my song, it's my everything, but I want to do a collaboration with you. The purpose of that collaboration is to make sure your song will become successful. And those who are wise, they don't even put their picture. They put the other person across and they put their picture small. And through that, they become successful. A Ghanaian does a movie, writes a nice movie, and realize that the Nigerian market is big. So go to Nigeria, finds one big actor, charges the person big money, puts the person in the movie, so the movie can also sell in Nigeria. What you are looking for is success. Success is costly. Whatever it will cost you, pay, and you will get there. Number 10, competition. Competition. The best way to compete now let me show you the best way to compete is to compete with time don't compete with people don't compete with organization don't compete with anything compete with time that was what i did from the beginning of my life i just said to myself that i only have seasons i was one time a 20 year old man full of energy and then 22 i was a pastor 24 i was married i i knew that these were seasons I knew I would never be 24 again. Even now, 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 I tell mommy, Charlie, very soon we'll hit 60. So from our 50 to 60, let's work, let's have fun, let's not miss our season. So that when we are in 60, we regret, we look back and say, we should have done this, and we should have done this, and we should have done that, and we should have done this. I said, let's not miss anything. There are people today, they want God to rewind time 20 years. It's not possible. Then what happened? Whilst you are sitting, asking God to rewind down 20 years, you are also wasting this time you have. Do with the little that you have. Do with the little that you have. 
Ecclesiastes 3. It's not, it's not 4. So it's 3 1. So please, Ecclesiastes 3 1. There is, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Conclusion. 11. Conquest. 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 I knew that life was war. But I also knew that it was not a war against human beings. It was a war against spiritual forces. So I decided that for me to become more than a conqueror, I must wage my wars in the spirit, not in the physical. I have worked with people. I have been under very difficult conditions. I have never had a confrontation with anybody. Not that I have not been offended before. Not that I have not been hurt before. Not that I have not been spoken against before. I have. But my battles are on my knees. That is where I conquer. I know how I win. Put on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6.11 So that you can take your stand against the evil one. Put on the full armor of God. Put on right from the beginning of my life, of my Christian life, of my walk with God. The helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. The belt of the gospel of truth. The shoes of the belt of truth. The shoes of the gospel of peace. The um, shield of faith. And the sword of the spirit. I have never joked with them. Don't joke with them. Don't joke with them. Finally, Christ-centeredness. Christ-centeredness. I decided to be in Christ, not in church. I decided to be in Christ, not in church. I decided to be in Christ, not in church. Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. For me, eh? All things pass. Ah, even my academic life passed. My old academic life passed. My mom is here. My sisters are here. At the age of, when I was in middle school form one, I was around, I was around 13, 12 there. I couldn't read nor write. My big brother would call me, Kofi, Kofi, brah, brah. My, my big brother was sympathizing with my situation. He would call me, Kofi, brah, 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 brah. Kofi, brah, brah, Kofi, spelling food, 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 food. This I was around 10, spelling food. Because my big brother would seize my food. Because I liked food. Put the food down, trying to help me say, spell food. And he himself would say, food, food. And he would say, A, B, C, D, G, F, food, food. Kofi, spell food. I say, K. Then he would look at me and say, Kofi, my mother used to come to school and ask teachers to give reading. And so my mother would sit on a chair, cross her leg, put me in the middle of her tight, and now the book before me and teach me teach me how to and do you know how she was teaching me i was photocopying the thing in my mind so one day i went to school i usually they make students read you know you read one paragraph other person will read one paragraph other person will read one there was one paragraph that i chewed in my mind okay they started Counting paragraph by paragraph. I said, teacher, I want to read ahead. He said, no, it will get your turn. <laughs> My mother's work. Called an 18 born. Then I get born again at the age. And in a class of 45 students, I was always between the 40th and 43rd. 
some two people decided to have mercy on me and hold, <laughs> hold my back don't fall don't fall you become a bishop one day don't fall then i got born again at 14. my first exams i was 11th my second exams i was fourth third exams second fourth exams first 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 the old ah we were Methodists. We were Methodists. My father was a me former Methodist priest. The reason why my mom and my dad allowed me to be charismatic was that my father said, Baby, I could fit it to Kwasorono. Ebuano. When were they? When were Woman Like, where I go to church has helped me. I'm, I'm not brilliant. They should allow me to go. Whatever happened to my mind in that place. The people is mingling with. But I knew that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old is gone. The new has come. The old is gone. The new has come. The old is gone. The new has come. I can tell you, you can be in church without being in Christ. That is why the old is still there. That is why I keep preaching and the old is still there. That is why you keep fasting and the old is still there. God cannot break his word. God cannot change his word. He says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old is gone. The new has come. You can't be in Christ and keep your old boyfriend. Tell the boyfriend, I didn't know Christ when I proposed to you. Now I know him. I must be in his perfect will. Give me space. If it is the way that I marry you, I'll meet you one day. But now, it's me and Christ. Tell that old man who is your sugar daddy and sleeping with you behind the wife and tell you that the wife is a bad woman and that you're going to leave the wife to marry you. Tell that man, that old man, old man whose dream is dead. Let me tell you this. I have found Christ. He will take care of me. God, stay with your wife. And stay with your wife. Christ will take care of me. Take your car away. Take your house away. Don't give me anything again. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old is gone. The new has come. The new has come. The new has come. A 14-year-old boy, you could see something has changed. I used to be timid, quiet, and was a stammerer. Instantly, I was a preacher. On the streets of Adabraka, don't broadcast. Daytime. Suddenly, within three months, my friends, I used to play football with, and everything went, has changed. They were calling me Brother Gideon. The boys who used to call me Yofi, Mayamafu, and they were teasing me and making mockery of me. Now, they will see me coming, smoking, you know, boys smoking weed. After three months of getting born again, smoking weed, they'll see me coming. They'll throw the weed away. They'll throw it away. One boy, in, oh, I've forgotten his name, Kwakupon or something, was sitting on the wall. Just uh, took cigarette in and saw me coming. He threw the cigarette outside there and kept the smoke in his mouth. He couldn't even let out the smoke. When I was in secondary school form one, I was going home and I remembered I left something in the class. I was going by apparently my mates after school they do lipstick and other things and go out with the boys to entice the boys. I didn't know. I was witnessing to them. When they heard that I was coming back they were cleaning their lipstick like the headmaster was coming. And I was their classmate. The change was so big. 
was so big that if I walked through a group of people, they were affected. If I sat in a class, SU, SU, all my classmates were members of the scripture union. You couldn't be in the same class with me without going to scripture union. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. I was so Christ-centered. I was so Christ-centered. Pastor Gestos here, his uncle was our headmaster. And I was so Christ-centered. Before school closes, some few minutes before school closes, I come and stand at the entrance of the gate to make sure every soul I have won will go back to SU. And a number of people have also come there, standing there. There were no teachers in class. They have come and they were standing there. They have come and they were standing there. The headmaster called all of us, saw us in the window, called all of us, started beating everybody. Pa, 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 pa. And what I couldn't stand was king. Or you can say, SU president, I'm going to cry before these people. God, the headmaster beat, beat, he got to my tent and went over and left me, started beating. And this guy who had been beaten said, Sir, what about Gideon? He went back to him and said, Stupid boy, stupid boy, stupid boy. They beat everybody, left me. The headmaster knew that this is a young preacher. I can't touch him. He's out there for a good reason. He's out there for a good reason. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old is gone. The new has come. Let me see that new thing. Let me see that new behavior. Let me see that new attitude. Then you can convince me that you are not in church, but you are in Christ. Then you are not in church, you are in Christ. I'm afraid for a lot of you. A lot of you are in church, not in Christ. Are in church, not in Christ. That's why you find fault with church. That's why you find, when I came, they didn't usher me well. You are in church, you are not in Christ. When I came, somebody eyed me. You are in church, you are not in Christ. When I was sick, pastor didn't visit me. You are in church, you are not in Christ. And somebody did it. You are in church, but you are not in Christ. The women fellowship, they called the women. They didn't mention my name. You are in church, you are not in Christ. If you are in Christ, he's the author and the finisher of your faith. You stay on him. You focus on him. You are not here to be pampered. You are here to serve. You are not here to be visited. You are here to visit. If any man be in Christ, I was never visited. I was never visited. I was never visited. I grew on the preachings of my pastor. I will make notes and pray with it and study it over and over and over and over and over. Nobody came to visit me. Nobody ever called me and laid their hands on me to pray for me. Nobody ever did. But here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Because every living thing naturally grows. If we're a living Christian, you will naturally grow. Thank you. God bless you.